the client can always look somewhere else. They're talking to you because they sense that there is something different about you. And this is your opportunity to actually better position what you actually sell. You see, you don't sell websites. What you sell is you sell the peace of mind from knowing that something is built well, that is going to last well, that when the traffic increases, this website is going to work. It's not going to break. Hey guys, Sats here. Hope you're doing really well. Welcome back to the Digital Rabbi podcast. And I just want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I've made a bit of a shift in these last few weeks in the topics that I'm covering and the way this podcast is working in season two. And uh, there's been plenty of encouragement, but um, also just, it's just nice to know that these words are going somewhere. They're impacting someone, they're encouraging someone. So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I would love to ask you if you could consider uh, sharing uh, with a friend. Maybe there's another creative person you know, someone running a business or a freelancer or someone trying to get a side hustle um, off the ground. Uh, I really do pray that this content would help as many people as possible. And uh, as much as possible, I am listening and uh, hearing uh, what people are frustrated about and what creatives are facing. I'm trying to speak into those things. And I'm also trying to share things that uh, personally I have had to work through. And, uh, you know, we're always learning, we're always growing. But I think it's good to share even in the process and to try and uh, uh, share things that uh, will be helpful uh, for other people. So I want to just share um, in this episode just something really simple that um, about uh, the topic of sales. And I want to share with you five essential uh, mindset shifts uh, to make more sales and get more clients. And uh, this is based on my own market research of every creator that I talk to wants to get more clients. And uh, personally, I've been on a bit of a journey um, with my mindset, understanding that selling and our relationship to money um, is deeply psychological. And uh, and so I've been making some shifts that actually over the last few months, as I have pivoted away from uh, many things that I was doing before uh, around training for churches and social media, I've pivoted away from that um, really to focus on my coaching business and uh, really working with creatives one-on-one over six months, 12 months um, to really champion uh, the dreams. And a lot of time, sometimes it's helpful to have some strategy, have some practical input, but a lot of time people know what to do. They just need accountability. They just need someone to hold them accountable to their yes. And so I love that I get to do that. It gives me a lot of energy and getting to work with people. Um, So uh, I want to share these uh, mindset shifts that uh, just some some shifts that I've made personally um, in the last year. And um, the first one is this, it's to ask, is this a good fit? So let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I think sometimes as creative people, when it comes to interacting with clients and uh, working with different brands and businesses and companies and and sometimes you can feel a little bit like you've got to really bend over backwards to win that work. You know, sometimes you feel like it's a slightly unequal relationship. And maybe we get this sometimes from the workplace, you know, from the, the culture that we've inhabited 
previously where maybe we felt like, you know, I'm not the manager, I'm not the boss, I got to work to to get approval. It, it's funny, isn't it, when when we go into job interviews uh, that uh, they're interviewing us to ask, hey, do you do you want to work for this company? But but actually, we should be thinking also, we're actually interviewing you. Is this a company that I actually want to work for? And uh, I think it's been a really important shift for me to understand that um, when it comes to working with clients and when it comes to selling what I do, my coaching program and other things, um, this is this is not about um, an unequal relationship. One of the reasons uh, many people become entrepreneurs and explore creative, um, you know, businesses is because we value freedom and we value autonomy. And uh, you know, if we don't get to choose who we work with. I mean, that doesn't sound great to me. I mean, sure, when we're starting out, we might just have to take what we're given. But I kind of feel like the long game here and our goal is not just to think, well, I just got to do whatever the client wants. I just got to work with who, whoever comes my way. It's a mindset shift from from almost a sort of a, a, a mindset that says, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be doing this. We look down on our craft. We look down on our experience. We look down on our skills. And it's taken me a while to realize that uh, I do that to myself. I I look at all of my experience and I downplay it. For whatever reason in my mind, it's not quite as good as other people's. For whatever reason in my mind, the context for which I've gained these creative skills, I'm thinking, ah, oh, it's just not quite enough. And, and, and that's simply not true. Like if I actually track through my life, I started a, a business at 19 years of age. And I've learned so many different creative skills from design to writing copy. I've worked with massive brands like Kia and Nescafe and KitKat. And I've, I've, I've sold so many things um, on the internet, different courses and products and worked with so many people. And, and I say all of that because it's like, it's like freedom for me now to say it and to embrace it. And it's actually the truth. And yet somehow it feels like I've, I've felt uncomfortable in the past embracing the fact that I'm good at what I do. <laughs> and I want to encourage you today when it comes to the creative work that you do, sure, there's other people who can do things better than you. But here's what's so cool. No one can do what you do in the way that you do it. That's what's unique about you. You know, lots of other people do coaching. Lots of other people work with creatives. Lots of other people build websites. Lots of other people can do design work and write words. But, but I want you to catch this, that, that nobody else can do it in the way that you do it. You've got a unique perspective and a unique way, and that is of unique value. So when we come to approaching clients, conversations with prospective clients, like we know someone wants something and we get in the sales call and we're asking questions, I want to encourage you to ask this question. It's really helped me. Um, Is this question, is this a good fit? So rather than thinking, I really hope I can get their work because I'm not good enough. (laughs) Uh, Instead, I'm thinking, would this be a good fit? for us both to work together. So, so now I'm looking objectively, you know, I'm looking almost from the outside in thinking of, have I got skills that can complement you? Um, you know, do you know what you want? Uh, because let's be honest, clients and customers, they're interesting, aren't they as well? You know, it, it's not a one-way relationship. You know, they need you as much as you need them. And uh, it's, it's, it's an equal relationship. And the more we bring that uh, confidence into the relationship, the more we're actually going to be able to get uh, great working relationships. The worst thing is if we have bent over backwards, and we see this a lot in the agency world, uh, where there's just really toxic 
um, working relationships between clients and the agency, where the agency has promised all of these amazing things and have gone overextended themselves and bent over backwards to try and gain this work. And uh, ultimately what it creates is, you know, I've seen, I've seen clients who are making people cry and shouting and terrible emails and all sorts of things, not so much directly, but I've seen it indirectly and how it's affected other creatives and just this toxic sort of work environment, but it all stems from an unequal relationship. And we need to reset that relationship and take the power back, not by flinging it the other way, but but the question, is it a good fit? Is this a good fit for us to work together? This totally just opens up um, just real health. And it also takes some of the um, aggression out of sales. You know, we've all been in a situation where someone is trying to sell us something and we're like, oh, just leave us alone. <laughs> you know, when we, when we take out that sort of sting and that sort of pushiness, um, we're going to find we're going to have a much more productive conversation. And that conversation is going to be asking about the details of, you know, what should be provided, what should be delivered. Um, is there something that is more important to you? And so we're, we're now negotiating and we're talking, we're saying, well, look, how much is this worth to you? What, what is the value of this for you? And, and so is this a good fit? is a great question that makes uh, both parties happy and sets the framework for uh, what that relationship um, is going to look like uh, moving on. So that's an essential mindset shift and it really stems from, um, from how we see ourselves. You know, do we see ourselves as lesser? And I want to just ask you, if that's how you see yourself, um, I want to ask you why. Why do you see yourself like that? Why do you see your work as lesser? You might think, well, I, I, I kind of need some more experience and, you know, other people have got more of this. But I think when we, when we look closely, it doesn't really make sense. And let me explain it to you like this. You know, if you don't have the skills to do what you're doing, then you shouldn't be doing it at all, right? Like if you can't design, if you can't, uh, if you can't write copy, if you can't do these creative things that you're offering to do, then why are you even in business? And of course, it sounds like a silly question because you can do all of those things. That's why you do what you do. So somehow we kind of occupy this middle ground where we do what we do, but we kind of just add some doubt into the mix. And I want to just encourage you, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. If there's things you can't do, just take it off the table. Say, look, I can recommend you someone. Um, but don't feel like you've got to do things that you don't feel comfortable um, doing that are outside of your expertise. Instead, of, instead, embrace the expertise that you do have and say, this is something that I do and this is how much it costs and let's see if this can be a good fit for us to work um, together. The second thing um, is this, a mindset shift that we need to make is, is to, to not say no for other people. Not say no on behalf of other people. And, uh, you know, when we think about selling what we do and we think of prospective clients, so often we say no on their behalf before we've even asked them. And of course, this is quite detrimental. (laughs) Um, You know, I had a recent coaching client who's joined my program and uh, someone I'd worked with a while ago and I thought, I'm just going to reach out. I was feeling confident and I just thought, let me just put myself out there. I feel like this could be a value. I feel like this could be a good fit. And we set up a call and, um, you know, did the pitch and all of this kind of stuff. And, and I was just amazed because the response, it was just an instant yes. They were just like, yeah, this sounds perfect. This is exactly what I need. <laughs> and it really taught me something. You know, there was no questions about the price. There was no like, oh, is this going to be too expensive? It was just like, no, this is what I want. This is a good fit for me. And, and it really taught me that so often uh, everything is just on the other side of a little bit of courage, isn't it? 
And when we say no for other people, uh, we, we don't know what they're going to say. It's, it's slightly wrong that we would assume that someone can't do it. And really that's fear talking. And that's deep within is that psychology of, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm enough. But, but don't say no for other people. Give people a chance to say no. It's, it's, it's the, it, they deserve it. They deserve the opportunity to say no. And this is what's so beautiful is, is when your um, posture is trying to find if this is a good fit, could this be beneficial for you? A no is not a problem. A no is, is not the end of the world. A no is not rejection of you as a human being. <laughs> a no is simply, this isn't a good fit right now. Maybe it will be in the future. Maybe circumstances will change. And so what actually happens is even the no's become potential yeses for the future. We hold them lightly. We're not over-attached to the outcome. We know that we have something of value. We know that we can serve people. And uh, not saying no on behalf of people is important. Otherwise, we're going to shut the door to a lot of potential um, around us. And the third uh, shift we need to make is we need to do some market research. We need to do market research. This is something I've been learning about uh, recently, the, the importance of actually listening to people. Imagine, imagine that being helpful. <laughs> you know, we make so many assumptions about what people think. And uh, so, so that's the shift we need to make is, is moving from thinking, I know what, I, what people's problems are. And of course, we're always looking at things from one perspective. I, I remember uh, meeting someone for uh, coffee or something a, a few years ago now, and he was a uh, somebody who managed um, you know a large IT department in a in a big brand, and uh, he was just telling me how frustrated he was because he was trying to hire people and he couldn't get the right people. And uh, I was like, wow, that's, that sounds really frustrating. You know, you've got to fill all these positions. And at the same time, I was talking to a lot of young people in their 20s who were, who were looking for jobs. And they were like, again, really frustrated. Like, I just can't find the job. And, and I was literally thinking, you, you guys should talk to each other. <laughs> you guys, there's something that could work here. Isn't it interesting how... how how, how we're always seeing things from, from our own perspective and we're not aware. Whenever we communicate, we, we, we communicate with a bias. Even when we listen, we, we listen with a bias. We interpret things to fit what we already believe. And so doing market research is about actually um, giving us the chance to really hear from our target audience. So something I've been doing over the, the last uh, few weeks in particular, but over the last few months is setting up some market research calls. And this is how I do it. I, I just reach out to someone who I know is in my target audience. I'm trying to reach creatives with businesses or side hustles. I just ping them on Instagram. Normally people that I've already got some relationship with. Sometimes it'll be a little bit cold. And maybe it's someone who follows me that I haven't really interacted much with, but I know they know about me. I just say, hey, I'm just looking to do some market research. Would you be open to setting up a call? I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm not going to pitch anything. I'm just really looking to listen and hear, um, you know, what are your frustrations? What are your pain points? Uh, what can I do to help? How can I serve? You know, and if it's not useful for them, I know it's going to be useful uh, for someone else. So uh, just setting up these calls, doing some market research, it means that we don't have to guess about what people care about. We can actually just ask them, uh, you know, we could just ask them, we could just ask them, what's your frustration? And then what's beautiful is this actually sets up our content strategy. We're going to make content based on these realities. I'm making this podcast episode right now because from market research, I know that one of the things creatives really care about is getting more clients. So what am I talking about? getting more clients. <laughs> it's, it's setting content strategy. And that's not like a trick or a hack. That's simply listening. 
It's just listening and paying attention. Of how can I be the most helpful? So when we actually ask them and we put that in a place that sets our content strategy, is also going to um, set how we do sales. And, and, and there's something amazing because when we speak to the heart of where people are, they, they really resonate, which brings me to, to number four. The, the fourth thing we want to do and mindset shift we want to make is we want to speak to people's emotions. Speak to people's emotions. Now, we as creators often we get fixated on the thing that we do. So if we build websites, we're, web, we're a website designer. If we uh, you know, do social media posts, we do social media. If we write words, we write copy, we're copywriters. So, so we're like, oh, this is what I do. This is what I do. But, but it's much better, I found, not to speak about the practicals, but to speak to people's emotions. It's, it's a mindset shift. And that's because human beings are, are emotional beings. Um, well, we're practical beings as well. And you're going to talk to people who need a website and you're going to talk to people who need some social media. But, but the thing that they really need is not so much the practical offering. That's not what convinces people because loads of people can make a website. And by the way, loads of people will do a website cheaper than you. So the, the client can always look somewhere else. They're talking to you because they sense that there is something different about you. And this is your opportunity to actually better position what you actually sell. You see, you don't sell websites. What you sell is you sell the peace of mind from knowing that something is built well, that is going to last well, that when the traffic increases, when demand for the sales and the products from that e-commerce store increase, this website is going to work. It's not going to break with the latest iPhone update or whatever else. Uh, you, you're selling that confidence. And, and you can see how that conversation is so much more emotionally led than it is about the practicals. What do we tend to do as creators? We go, well, look, we've got this thing here practically, and we've got this thing here, and, and look, we put this bit of code in here, and we start to talk about all of the nuts and bolts. The client doesn't really care. <laughs> they don't really care how it's done. They, they want to know, how is it going to make them feel? You know, people buy emotionally. If something satisfies you emotionally, you think this is the safest option. One of the a really smart thing we can do is, is help people understand the cost of inaction or the cost of the wrong action. You know, it's like, look, you can get a website from anyone, but you don't know if it's going to be there in two years' time. You can, you can get someone to do it for 100 pounds, but you're not going to get that same security that you're going to get if you buy it with me. And here's why. And we explain. And, and of course, we're not making false promises. We're simply demonstrating not just our expertise, but our ability to emotionally understand people. And, and this is so cool because when people feel understood, um, I mean, that's everything, isn't it? When, when you feel like someone gets you, you've got trust. And trust is a massive component of being able to land our sales and, and, and get clients. And so once you trust a company, and you, you'll notice this in your own world. You know, I've been a, a customer of Dropbox for probably over 10 years. You know, I, I was with them early on and that was it. I'm there, Dropbox. Dropbox, you get those little emails, don't you, where they're like, oh, we're putting up our price. You know, never once have I looked at that and gone, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're charging me more money, you know, for this. I'm, I'm so invested in the service that they provide because they are, have proven to be trustworthy. And I'm like, this is where all my files are. This is where all my stuff is. I, I could move it. 
it would, it would be possible. I could find something that's cheaper. It's not about price. It's about confidence. And that's an emotional decision. If I was purely numeric, I'd, I'd go to Google Drive, which I can get loads of free storage, set up a few different accounts. But because of trust, because of emotion, because of safety that I feel with my belongings and Dropbox, I've never lo- lost a file. They've never corrupted a file. I, I've, I feel the confidence. And so this is how we can position how we sell um, emotionally, if you are a uh, a wedding photographer, you know, I mean, this is a deeply emotional day. And, and what does a bride and groom want on their day? They, they want someone to capture those beautiful moments of happiness. And, and they also really don't want them to mess up the moment, right? This is significant. This is special. You only get one chance. So the cost of hiring the wrong wedding photographer you know, we've been at weddings where sometimes the photographer, they're just in the wrong place and they're, they're, they're in front of everybody and maybe they get good photos, but it's not a great experience for the guests. And, and so, um, you know, the, the cost of getting the wrong photographer, oh, it can ruin your day. It can ruin your family's day, but the cost of getting the right person, can you see how that's so much more emotional? We want to speak to people's emotions. And the fifth mindset shift uh, and practical thing that I want you to do is I want you to, to you need to make the ask. You need to make the ask. What do, what do I mean by that? And we come back to asking, is this a good fit? Of course, that's, that's how we can ask. Is this a good fit for you? We make the ask. If we, if we don't clearly offer something to someone and ask them if they would like to do it, they don't have an opportunity to say yes or no. I was in another uh, uh, client pitch where I was pitching for, a, for someone to come on board on the uh, coaching program. And um, it's quite amazing. You, you ask someone, I've done all of the pitch and spoken emotionally in the market research. And, I, you know, I've, all along we're asking, is this a good fit? And, uh, and uh, I made the ask. And then you, you need to be quiet then. You make the ask, a clear ask. Hey, would this be a good fit for you? Would you like to join this coaching program? And then you don't want to say anything because what you want to do is you want to let that person just have space to respond. And, and they were like, oh, well, I really want it. But there was just a little bit of fear and there was a little bit of worry. And am I going to put in the work and all this kind of stuff? And they basically just, I didn't say anything. They talked themselves into signing up. <laughs> it was quite beautiful to watch actually because deep down, this is what they wanted. And I was not looking to get a sale so I would have a sale. I was looking through the lens of, could this be a great fit? I really want to help this person. I really believe that working together is going to be mutually beneficial and that we can help you reach your goals. Uh, So there you go. There's five essential mindset shifts to make more sales, get more clients. I hope you find it helpful. And um, let me know if there's other topics you'd like to uh, cover where we can go into a deep dive. I'm still learning about so many things, but I've definitely learned that one of the best ways we keep learning is, is by teaching. And so this platform for me is an opportunity to process my thoughts, to talk out loud and sometimes in real time of things that I'm learning. Um, Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I've been your host, Sats, aka The Digital Rabbi. Can I encourage you just to rate and review, uh, put something in there, keep it honest and uh, help me reach more people, share this with a friend. And if you are interested in finding out about my coaching program, please do just reach out online on Instagram at Sats Solanke. I'd love just to chat and again ask, could this be a good fit? Uh, for you. Uh, So bless you guys. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.